Welcome to Audrey Has a Podcast. Today we are January 14th, 2021, a new year. Um, I'm really grateful to be on this journey. Um, Podcasting has allowed me to have some conversations with some really wonderful people. I look forward to the guests I'm going to have on this year and the conversations I'm going to be immersed in. Launching a podcast was a decision. It was another way to explore my creativity and to connect with people. COVID of 2020 had us really back in our homes, away from those we love, the life we once led. And it really presented itself with a unique opportunity to look at our lives and to question if there were things we were ready to change. For me, COVID, March 2020, when COVID had us go into lockdown, was a gift to me. And I'm going to explain to you why. Um, I was getting really, really frustrated with my life and how I was living my day to day. I was still full of gratitude for the life that I had um, with a beautiful family, um, food security, job security, a, a, a home, wonderful friends, that I never lost sight of. But I was getting really frustrated in my day to day and being a autism advocate, it was just really, the walls were closing in on me and it forced me to reflect. So when we were forced to stay home in the first lockdown of March 2020, I asked myself this question. Let me premise by saying, as human beings, we have this complete arrogance about ourselves um, that we feel we have limitless time, but our time is numbered. I don't want to be dark or morose, but that's just fact. And so we tend to think we always have time. And so I asked myself the question, I said, if I only had one year left on this earth, and I got to the end of it with this whole visualization of being surrounded by those I love most in the world, and drawing on my last breath, I thought, would I have regrets? And the answer was an overwhelming yes. And so what I did was I set about asking myself, what would those regrets be? And then I set about going to change them. So I had become increasingly frustrated, but not just frustrated, I mean, overwhelmed, burnt out, by being this autism advocate that my day-to-day was miserable. Um, I was forced to do things I didn't really want to do. I wasn't comfortable doing. I had at one point hired different employees that didn't work out that ended up being very harmful for my well-being. And that's just talking about the work I was doing on the day-to-day. And so I knew 
that I had to really dissect that and look at it and to make a major change. And so I set about um, mapping out how I would do that. COVID in and of itself really was damaging for charities and nonprofit organizations. And we are still trying to figure out ways to um, make up for the losses um, in our fundraising efforts. For SOS, the organization I founded, every spring we have an autism awareness run, and then in the fall we have a gala. So both are main fundraisers, what keeps us going. We're very public based. So what I mean by that is that it's they're public gatherings. So in 2020, we had to cancel them. And in 2021, again, there will be no autism awareness run as the numbers of COVID continue to skyrocket. And so um, it wasn't just that. I was feeling incredible resistance from the uh, governments I was working with from local, federal, provincial, just a lot of resistance um, because they have not done the work to deal with the mass numbers of, um, of individuals and families dealing with autism. And so it really is a new frontier that um, what I realized in working with government, it's a lot of ego and it's a lot of power tripping. Um, politicians are supposed to be our public servants but a lot of times they are not there to serve us they are there to guide us so oftentimes government is ruling us rather than us um, you know feeding information to the government on how we want to lead our lives but I digress because I don't want to get too political in this podcast I really want to talk about um, the gifts that 2020 allotted me And, um, but I want to premise by saying, you know, like everyone else, you know, there were very, there were dark days and, and days of, um, depression or low energy. Um, for the, for the most part, I felt very optimistic. Um, but, um, you know, there, there were days that I just, I had no energy and I had even, uh, did a Instagram a video, an IGTV, really explaining how I spent a weekend in bed, locked up in my room, and not because I was depressed, but I was low energy, and I wanted to honor the space I needed away from my family and the noise and just everything going on. I just needed to cocoon, and I did that. So I shared that on IGTV to inspire other women to give themselves permission to the, do the same. So if I go back to the, to what I was saying, um, I asked I I asked myself how what were my regrets and uh, how to go about changing them. And like I said, uh, one of them was the work I was doing. So I have shifted my energy. Um, in my advocacy work, instead of uh, leading the organization and uh, managing a team, I have stepped aside um, and I am going to do my advocacy work from the viewpoint of a mother raising a child who has autism, who is nonverbal, has severe anxiety, ADHD, sleep disorders, 
a sleep disorder, excuse me. And um, I'm going to advocate every day with the energy I have to give rather than feeling that I owe um, my energy to an organization or to the families I represent. Um, I will go forward with what I am able to do rather than always forcing an agenda where I just feel that I, I just can't meet the needs um, of the autism community. I will rally, I will fight, uh, I will do it in my own way, writing letters to uh, politicians and showing up where I need to show up, but not uh, giving away my energy every day to that cause because I realized that I was doing a huge disservice to my son, Kian, for who um, I founded the organization in the first place to create a space in this world for him. And during the lockdown, having homeschooled Kian, um, I got closer to him. I observed him more. And with an intimate eye, I was able to understand that what I was actually fighting for, the future I was fighting for, uh, what I thought Kian need, needed isn't what Kian needs at all. I know that the future and the vision I had for the organization and for my son to create programs for adults, 21 plus, um, needs to be done. Uh, but at this juncture, I just feel that my energy needs to be poured into my son directly rather into the organization. So the other thing that it led me to was to do this thing called shadow work. And that is taking a deep dive into the darkest part of self. And um, it, it is going back to explore childhood trauma. I was really naive in thinking that trauma was a trauma with a capital T. So in my in my view, that was people who really suffered traumatic experiences in their childhood, such as death of a parent, um, uh, molestation, um, extreme poverty. And so I didn't experience those things, but I did experience things. Uh, there was trauma in my childhood, but with what I would call a minuscule T. And I always just discredited uh, my experience and just, I was brought up to just brush off, get up, brush yourself off type of thing. And I realized that was very damaging to the person I am. And so I went back uh, to explore those things and it was very difficult but it was very liberating at the same time. And so doing that work led me to discover that I'm an empath and what you call a highly sensitive person. And that doesn't mean that I'm sensitive and cry and I can't handle the, the world. It actually means I am very in tune to the world and the people and the energies around me. And so after spending over 23 years in therapy, I found a new path of understanding who I am and how I show up in the world. And this has been one of the most incredible gifts of 2020, um, exploring um, my astrology, learning that I'm an empath and that, you know, there are other people like me. For the longest time, I felt that I was 
somewhat of a outcast. I didn't know where I belonged. Um, I just, I felt like I was always battling and not just, you know, I think that's why it came naturally to me to become an autism advocate because from a very young age, I feel, I feel as though I've just been battling my way through life. Um, and that's a whole other podcast, but um, I found home. I found, I found something that resonated with me that made sense. And so I started doing a lot of reading and research on what it means to be an empath. And I truly believe that it's not black and white. I, I believe that, you know, there's so many shades of gray and it's just, um, I, I see things on a scale from one to 10. Um, if you have OCD, doesn't mean you have OCD at 10 on 10, or if you have, um, it, what I'm trying to say, let me, let me frame this properly. Cause it's not coming out. I don't see things as an absolute black or white, right or left, up or down. Um, I see it as a scale. So sometimes you may be a 10 on 10 in something where you're really good at, or that's really like, I'll give you an example. I'm very organized. So for me on that scale from one to 10, some people will be organized, but on a five, like, um, but I tend to be a 10 on 10 in organization, especially spatial organization. If you come into my space, you'll see it's very clean. Everything has its place. And that I learned for empaths, it's very important. It, uh, it helps set the tone for their life. And so um, I realized when I started doing my empath research that some people that are considered empaths, you know, uh, are, are, are mediums, they have gifts, and they can speak to spirit. Uh, I'm not that, so I wouldn't consent, consider myself a 10 on 10 empath. Um, if you go into the definition of what an empath is and how they sense energies, uh, an empath who can speak to spirit to me is a 10 on 10 empath along with all the other characteristics that make someone an empath. But this is really super interesting. I've always known that um, I had an intelligence, but it was never a cerebral. It wasn't an intellectual um, intelligence. It came from the core of my being, from my gut, gut instinct, and that's my intuition. And it was through really doing research on what it means to be an empath that I learned that that's where my intelligence is from. So it really opened the door to understanding myself better. And I've had several conversations with spiritual healers and other individuals who are on the same journey as I am to a spiritual awakening that um, it, I'm trying to find my words. When in speaking to them, I've always said better late than never. I was really slow to get to this point, but I have to give myself grace for allowing um, the, my journey to play out as it has. And as Tony Robbins said, Everything is happening for you, not to you. And so this is all happening in this time now. And I think it was the slowdown and also my willingness to not lose a year of my life and say, and just, you know, get down about the fact that life was changing. 
And so um, I, I said I was going to use this time to slow down and to explore many facets of my life that otherwise I didn't have the luxury to. And so 2020 is really where I started my spiritual journey. I've always felt spiritual, but this time really allowed me to take a deep dive, pour into it, do the hard work, feel the suck, and do it anyway. Um, And so I am hoping that any of you listening, uh, that some of this resonates with you, and if it, it, or at least pique your curiosity. Um, I have been in a creative headspace also, which for a long time I thought, only those who could pour their time and energy and their days into creative um, endeavors were those who would make money from it, who were naturally gifted. And through a lot of exploration and false narratives, I realized I was wrong, that I'm actually a very creative person and I thrive on creating things, whether it be writing a blog or, you know, planting in the garden, researching something, meditating, just whatever makes me feel creative. Uh, I recently uh, painted uh, a playhouse for my two-year-old nephew, Benjamin, for his birthday, and that was me being creative. Um, And so I've really poured into that, and it makes me feel alive. And so there's been a lot of shifts in my life, big shifts in my life over the past year. I've gotten rid of toxic relationships that no longer serve me, that were too painful to carry on and very damaging. And that was also part of the shadow work and to take ownership of my part in those relationships and to really uh, forgive and let go of the other person and really... um, knowing that it's okay to move along from relationships and they will come and they will go. And uh, so I want to thank the uh, those people. Um, there was a one strong teacher in there that uh, opened me up to, that led me to, to this uh, spiritual awakening. And so for that person, uh, I love deeply and I want to thank you for being a teacher and I wish you nothing but uh, I wish you well in the, in this life uh, and thank you for um, all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. And so as I, um, I want to wind down on this conversation, I know I sound very monotone and um, maybe, um, you know, uh, maybe too heavy for some people who started listening, but if you held on, thank you so much. Um, I sound heavy today because, like I said, we're two weeks into January and I'm feeling very heavy the last week about what's going on in the world, the skyrocketing um, numbers, COVID numbers, deaths, uh, fact that we are in lockdown again, um, and also just really thinking about the frontline workers and the decisions, the hard decisions they have to make. And that pains me. I feel their pain. And also the things going on in the United States of America, our our neighbor, um, our ally. And it's just been really heavy with the transitioning of um, next week will be the transitioning of the presidents. But um, with everything that went on in Capitol Hill, um, it's just all heavy right now. And so minute by minute, day by day, 
I am just riding the wave. I'm, I'm trying to be very self-compassionate, uh, giving myself forgiveness and aware that um, every day is a new day and a new gift. So I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions, send me an email, DM me. I will be happy to talk to you. And um, I just want to say I am grateful for this new day. I am grateful for you listeners. And I look forward to the new guests I'm going to have on in 2021 and to see where this journey as a podcaster will take me. So thank you for listening.